Welcome back to our second episode of Grownish. I'm Brooklyn Beatty. And I'm Josh Williams. And it's so great to have you. I'm glad you tuned in again for episode number two. Today we have a couple topics to talk about. Um, I wanted to touch on coronavirus, and I know I feel like as soon as you hear that word, you just cringe a little bit inside because let's be honest, everyone's tired of hearing about it. I don't know about you. I mean, hey, uh, you know, it's only been the thing that we've been talking about, um, and especially in the sports world. You know, we started talking about this thing back in uh, April before it really hit the the mainstream because all the sports were the first thing that were affected by mm-hmm. the coronavirus. So over across seas, we started hearing about this. So yeah. Sports and cruise ships, it cruise felt ships, like. absolutely. But I felt like it was important to touch on because as much as I wish I could ignore it sometimes, it's what's happening. And... It's affecting us, no matter if we like it or not. And so I kind of just wanted to talk about, you know, how it's affecting us on a personal level, whether that be relationships with family, friends, significant others, things like that. And, you know, with us just talking about us being grownish and being in the, you know, the middle of our 20s, how is that affecting our personal lives? Because I'm sure there's plenty of people that can relate to that. So. I don't know. I guess I can start out talking about myself a little bit. Yeah, go like for it. Like you said. Go for it. I mean, I, I think it was actually before April when all of this started. Right. Um, I remember specifically sitting in the newsroom downstairs um, doing the morning show on MNC, and we were watching the news, and they started talking about this crazy virus that was coming in on cruise ships and how all these people were stuck on the ships out at sea for weeks. And I literally said to myself... Wow, I'm really glad I'm not on a cruise ship, which sounds terrible, but like, honestly, you know what I mean? Because I thought I was like, this isn't coming to us, but like, that's terrible. I mean, as much as you don't, as much as you want to take a cruise, it was a great time not to take a cruise. Um, But it wasn't really coming to us and affecting us until I feel like all of a sudden, like overnight, we started getting cases. And I remember everyone freaking out when we had one, two, five cases in St. Joseph County, a couple in Elkhart, and here we are now hundreds a day. It's unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. The dynamic of uh, in which we've been able to operate everyday life um, has been rerouted. Um, you know, thinking about where we were in March, uh, beginning of March, you know, and all the plans that we had for spring, summertime, uh, those were quickly, you know, picked up, dropped, and, uh, you know, WWE-style SmackDown just broken apart in front of our faces, and that, and that goes for everybody. Uh, but you're right. When those cruise ships started coming up uh, uh, on the dock, it was here, surreal. Yes, and they couldn't come on land, and they were just stuck on those ships for weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, horrifying. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned. Well, not funny, but ironic that you mentioned how everyone had all these plans for 2020. I mean, I would be lying if I said that I didn't come up with some kind of New Year's resolution every year. No matter, I don't really like resolutions that much. I'll be honest. That's a whole different topic for a different day. Okay. I'm putting that down right now. uh, I'm writing it down. It's definitely worth talking about at some point. Resolutions. But anyway, I feel like everyone, you know, comes up with some kind of plan for the year. And I actually saw a video of a girl around our age talking about everything that she had planned for 2020. And it basically was hang out with friends more, go to more events. It was like basically everything that we couldn't do this year. So it was just bittersweet because it was all these things that she'd planned and she had no idea what was coming. But what did what did your what did your resolutions look like? That's I think I want to know that. I actually this is kind of ironic too. I wanted to focus on saving more money. Oh, wow. And I that mean I was one of the blessed people that I have been steady steadily employed throughout this entire thing. But like a lot of people, I've dealt with cutbacks to work hours, you know, things like that. So everyone has been affected on some level, but I definitely didn't save the amount of money I wanted to save by the end of this year. But I will say, I feel like I have powered through working in the news, coming from someone who works in the news in the morning. It has been quite a journey to cover this news-wise. Daunting almost in a bit. It was something that I didn't think that I was ever going to really face in my lifetime because I'm not going to lie, when I heard the word pandemic, I think of the 1600s. You know, the bubonic plague or something like that, where they didn't have the kind of medicine to deal with it. And um, so I just never really thought it would be hitting us at this day and age. And so I definitely wasn't prepared to cover that something via the news. But it's one of those things where you don't know you can do it until you're doing it. And then at that point, it's just comes as second nature. It's kind of like to me how all these different organizations and restaurants and stores, they've all found different ways to market to people during this time that they didn't even realize that they could. There's people who are working from home that didn't even know it was possible to work from home, but now they're not even thinking about coming back to work. They might just work from home forever until the, you know, 
The world has changed. Indefinite future. So the world has changed immensely. And I feel like everyone's been affected somehow. I think the biggest change for me, and this was just a personal home situation, was I talked about this, I think, a little bit on our first episode, but I do have, he's not technically a stepson, but he's my boyfriend's son. I've been with my boyfriend for a couple of years now, so I view him as my own stepson. And we actually had several weeks this past summer that we didn't even get to see him. So that was my oh. biggest thing that I dealt with on a personal level. Right. Um, and I almost feel like sometimes it's not even worth complaining about because some people lost loved ones. You know, they there there was a lot worse things to happen to, that happened to people out there. But it was hard. Um, FaceTiming a two year old is definitely <laughs> a challenge. Uh, we were we were lucky if we got five to ten minutes of conversation without him running away or turning off the phone by accident. But it was definitely something interesting, and it took a lot for us to make that decision on if we were going to keep getting him on right. our visitation, if we were going to stop. And we stopped for a while, just out of precaution, and then there was another time where we had to stop because his grandma came down with COVID, and he was a close contact, and things like that. But that was definitely a challenge for me. Yikes. Oh, man. I can't imagine having a kid involved into that scenario as well. So, I mean, and on top of that, too, I, I think you've mentioned to me on Crossing um, that when William's not with you, when he's not with you, um, that I think he stays with his grandmother. He lives with his mom and his grandma. Oh, his mom and yes. his grandma. So yes. yeah, that made you guys had to make a, a decision that just didn't impact uh, you, him, and you know your stepson here. You uh, you had to make a decision that ultimately impacted everyone involved, that entire yeah. family. Yeah, and it was definitely a hard decision. But like I said, when it came down to it, I feel like. I didn't. I haven't had it that bad compared to others. But no, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I just just reality, right? I mean, there's some people out here who have literally lost their entire world, mm-hmm. family, job. I mean, it's it's bad out there. Yeah. We're very lucky to. I, I know luck isn't something to be talked about right now, but one can't help but sit here today and feel fortunate that we're still able to do what we do. Come here today and make this this beautiful thing and get to you know maybe provide a distraction for folks but i think i feel fortunate that maybe my grandparents aren't here today my stepdad you know who was battling cancer is not here today mm-hmm. uh, because i i can't imagine having them go through this alone which mm-hmm. is ultimately at the end of the day you know both my grandparents had health issues that they were in and out of the hospital so i mean i cannot imagine being the people that they were, no, I couldn't imagine them going through this alone ever. So, I mean, for that sake, I, my heart breaks when I hear or see stories on social media about, you know, someone who is a cherished loved one having to go through the last moments by themselves. And I, I don't mean to take it to a deep level like that, but... But it is deep. That is something that is, it's happening every day, so... I feel very fortunate that my family didn't have to go through that. Um, and I hope that, you know, we can continue that, that luck, but yeah, that, um, that gets me the most when, uh, we talk about COVID. I know. Yeah. And, um, I'll lighten the mood a little bit here just because (laughs) as much as the, you know, this is a heavy topic, but I don't want to make this whole episode heavy. No, I just kind of Shit wanted to gears. focus, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I, I wanted to focus on how it affected us on a personal level. And I did mention my stepson, but, you know, I live with my boyfriend and we've lived together for over a year now, but we have both said on different occasions that if we ever had to work together, we probably could not be in a relationship because I feel like we are both those people where we need our separate lives and then we have our lives together. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of couples can relate to that. It's like you go away, you do your job. Obviously, you care about that person and you miss them, but you'll see them when you get home. You need your separate yeah. life. You need your work environment. You need your friends, things like that. And so we always joked. We're like, we worked in an office together. We would go crazy because you would just never get away from that person. And um, he had five weeks that he did not work. Oh, my um, goodness. He was blessed. He was actually paid during those weeks, which was oh, awesome perfect. because a lot of people didn't get that opportunity. Right. So right. it was awesome. But at the same time. He is a busy body. Busy body. He goes crazy when he does nothing to do. And um, I realized during those five weeks because I I get home by like one p.m. every day at the latest. So we were spending a lot more quality time together than we normally do. And did you guys pick up any interesting 
No. No. You, know. you guys didn't do anything interesting over the last that Oh, well, five he weeks. did interesting things, but we didn't have any interesting hobbies together. No. He worked oh on gosh. the on the backyard. It was these were during the really nice months, like yeah. May, June, you know, where the weather's not too That's hot. But it was definitely nice to work outside. He completely redid our backyard. I mean, it looks nothing like it did when we moved in. So he definitely took advantage of those five weeks off, but it was just funny because we never really got any like major arguments or fights or anything like that. But I told him this and it, I meant it with love, but it did prove the point that we could not work in the same building and in the same environment. So it was definitely interesting. It put uh, it put our relationship to the test. And I did tell him, I said, you know, we're only about a year and a half in at this point of our relationship. And if we can get through this, then that means that we have other things that come up down the road. We're going to be fine because it was definitely a test because you know what I heard? A lot of couples in China, um, a lot of those people were actually being forced to stay home no matter right. what. They yeah. couldn't go to any kinds of work. There wasn't really the uh, essential workers in China. It was basically, we're all going on lockdown, stay in your houses. The rise in divorce rates skyrocketed. In China? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, I, like I was just hearing. Here. I was just, and I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I was just hearing, you know, relationships were failing left and right because people were realizing that. They'd have had enough of the person that they were in lockdown with. So I'm thinking if you're in lockdown with someone and you make it, you're yeah, doing, you you're doing it. good. <laughs> you made it. You made it. You made it for real. <laughs> so it was definitely it was definitely interesting and we're doing great and everything's fine. But, you know, you, you definitely learn things about each other that you you wouldn't have known otherwise. So, uh, man, see the envious. I'm envious on this side of here because I was just a single man through quarantine. So, OK, OK. So if you're single. Were you trying to date during this time well, at I, all? I or? did, actually, because, you know, uh, but even though I, I wouldn't say that we were dating, we were seeing each other. Uh, this is a gal that I, I saw for, um, you know, probably about two or three months throughout the quarantine. I actually went on a, a little vacation with her. We broke out of uh, lockdown, went up to the Upper Peninsula in uh, Michigan uh, for, I think, the first like six days of uh, June. And it was just one of those things that, you know, looking back on it now, yeah, that was a lot of fun because uh, forget the relationship aspect, that was a good friendship there. Mm -hmm. So, like, going up there and experiencing some of the stuff that you haven't done before, that was pretty cool. Um, but that that was probably uh, what the best of Tinder had to offer for uh, quarantine for, for me, unfortunately. So I feel like a lot of the time people weren't really going out and doing things right when coronavirus was really starting to hit America. I mean, it's still crazy now. It's actually worse than it was. But there's this thing called coronavirus fatigue going around right now. Pandemic fatigue, they're calling it, where people are just starting not to care because we've been in it for so long that people are starting not to take it very seriously. But when it first hit, it was like every I mean, there was barely one anyone out on the roads for a while. So. I guess I just want to know. It was pretty scary. Did you um, just have to date via text message for a little bit there? Or what was going on with that situation? I did not rely upon video messaging. I, I wasn't afraid to go out there. Yeah, would I wear a mask? I was one of those first people. I, I don't ever want to be like this. But I was one of those first people in the area to fully start donning a mask all the time when I'd go into like stores, public. Hmm. And people would look at me like crazy. It was a crazy sight at first it was almost like the people wearing them were on the outs and now when you're not wearing them people look at you well and that's the way that it should be though because i mean these masks are saving lives but uh i, I wouldn't go out there and be negligent would would some of my actions maybe look negligent like i distinctly remember like the first uh four weeks of lockdown after we all got sent home from federated media to go work from home mm -hmm. i remember just going stir crazy and i got in my car one day and I drove as far north as I could, um, you know, hoping that I wouldn't get sent back home by the police or anything like that because there was a state order that you mm -hmm. couldn't do that. I ended up in uh, Munising, uh, uh, Michigan, which is kind of just south of Ludding and uh, about an hour, hour and a half south of uh, uh, Sleeping Bear Dunes, um, just to go up there and, and see something I've not seen before because I was tired of looking just at my four walls, mm -hmm. you know. That was the problem of living in a neighborhood type of setting where you just got your neighbors, your dog. Yeah, it's just only so much you can take of redundancy over and over, you know, which I feel a lot of folks. I couldn't imagine being in China, Italy, uh, Spain, and the country right there where all of your residential are literally right on top of each other, right? I mean, you And think you're about all those stuck apartment. inside. Yeah, and you can't leave your apartment at all. 
There is no leave me. So you think about it. The size of this studio room right here. That's it. That's your that's your living space for six months. Yeah, that'd make you go crazy. We're just not meant to live like that no. as humans. And so it's definitely been a challenge. But fingers crossed, 2021 brings us some good news. I think we all need it. True. I don't know if I ever answered your, your question about dating, though. Um, you did a little bit. Okay. Just to give it a finite answer. Yeah. I wouldn't rely upon uh, the visual aspect of doing the video dating. I would go ahead and put a mask on, maybe even wear some gloves if I needed to. Yeah, I would. Uh, the date would not advance to the second part of the, the date, but that's okay because I was wearing gloves, but I wasn't going to catch the corona, man. All right. Well, you know what? This is a good time to break because I do want to come back here in a little bit and talk about just relationships in general. I feel like Josh and I, we love to talk about, you know, his dating life, my dating experiences and all things Tinder. So stay tuned and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about that next. We're back. Once again, thanks for listening to episode two of the Grownish podcast with Brooklyn Biddy and Josh Williams. I wanted to come back and talk about all things relationships oh boy. just because I love talking about this stuff, especially with you, because it's so interesting. <laughs> like, let's be honest. I think I'm living vicariously through your dating life because mine's pretty much wrapped up. So I, I seek to you for advice. So I love that you're engaged just as much. Oh, I love it. I would be <laughs> lying if I said I didn't read some of the Tinder bios of some of the girls he's matched with. So, you know, she's invested now. I'm very invested. Um, but speaking of Tinder, I just kind of wanted to talk about dating apps for a little bit because I'm in a relationship, but I've been on dating apps before. And I actually met my boyfriend that I've been with now for two years on Tinder, surprisingly. What? So it is possible to meet someone on Tinder. You found true love on Tinder. I did. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Folks, Tinder love is real. It is real. And you it just got to lead to wedding rings. You got to be patient, though, because there are a lot. I, You know the song, I don't want no scrubs. There is a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of scrubs on Tinder. Like, let's just keep it real here. <laughs> oh my gosh that was a good one i was not ready for that uh that was good no but she's right and uh Brooklyn, and it probably goes both ways she's explaining patience to me which is you know i thought i had a little bit of patience coming into this thing but apparently i did not have enough patience to withhold my number giving you know senses i, I thought maybe the sooner you can get off of tinder the better because mm -hmm. i mean what woman wants to talk to a guy that's on a platform where there's still hundreds of women that you could be talking to simultaneously at the same time was that one huh so i, I thought, do get your perspective yeah so but apparently that is not what that means okay you know what though every woman is different so i'm gonna say this you know <laughs> disclaimer just because i think it does not mean that that's the majority of ladies out there so take what i say with a grain of salt here but you know we were actually just talking about this a day ago and josh was mentioning how he'll usually just give his number almost immediately to the girl he matched with. And I mean, that's fine. Shows yeah. your interest, but... It's not like, hey, the number just comes across, you know, hey, here's my number. It's, you know, I like to say hi first. How you doing? But Wait. how many messages in is it before your number gets dropped? Six. It could be worse. Could be better. Yeah, yeah. See, so, I mean, it's, it's positive. How did I explain this to you yesterday? I'm pretty sure I said something golden. like... It was golden. I wish. I wish I was recording this yesterday. I said something like... I think from now on... We're recording our prep sessions. <laughs> if you give your number too soon, if you're looking for something that's more than a hookup, which you seem to be looking for that now. Absolutely. Ladies, keep it, you know, take notes. <laughs> hey, how um, you doing? <laughs> when you give your number too soon, it looks like you're looking for a hookup because you're not getting to know the person. And I'm a good guy, ladies. So, you know, I don't want that to ever come across that way because, you know, no. I'm a sensitive guy. I was raised by some good folks, you know, grandparents, my father, my mother. You know, I just want to make sure that that's okay. Known. This isn't the Bachelor. I, I, it's still a podcast. Okay, okay. fair enough. We can um, cut all that out. Maybe get my good We'll in keep there. it. We'll keep it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. The way I have viewed it in my short time on dating apps, I used them once back in college. In between relationships, I was just you know seeing what else was out there. I was on it for a few months. I never really met anyone cool because a lot of guys especially at indiana indiana university let's be real like 
it's going to be hard to find someone in college, like really? for real. Just because of sheer numbers? There's just a lot of party boys down there, oh, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, but I was using it, and I, I have just noticed, if a guy takes some time to get to know you, sends long messages, and you just message on Tinder for a while and get to know that person, it gives them more of a reason to give you their number instead of just like, hey, here's my number. It just seems like you're not super interested. Yeah. And maybe that's just me. No, you're right. Like I had this one girl, uh, she was saying, <laughs> she was basically telling me what that, you know, she thought my job was cooler than hers. And I was like, no, because, you know, you're a teacher and you're a coach. And I was like, uh, I was like, that's pretty dope. And then I put in another message. I said, besides, there's a lot of tea to uh, uncover at the end of each day. And she said, that is very true. And then I said, whenever you want to uncover that tea or share that tea, I said, comma, anytime and attached my number in there and she thought that was very smooth okay i'll be honest that's pretty smooth it was smooth are you speaking tea like the drama between the students or well, this is this is where she was laughing hysterically because uh well i mean i was talking about the tea like the tea that you share because i like the information you know what's happening in the drama world you're a drama llama teacher and coach i mean oh my gosh girls basketball yeah let me let me hear what's going on with there but I had no idea that the little frog emoji and the TA next to it means Kermit the Frog sipping tea. Oh, yeah. No, no, I had no idea. So she sent that. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I can vibe with that. And then I put another space down there and another message. I said, you like frogs? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. See, this is where that age gap starts where we're like kind of old, but not that old. Because I'll be honest, I knew exactly what I'm all about the memes. Okay. I thought that was a hell of a thing to tell me you like frogs like that. I was like, wow. Maybe she does. She just wants to put the frog emoji. She's going to start sending emojis anytime she wants you to know something about her. Frogs. <laughs> Do you like frogs? Uh, have you not seen the meme? I'm telling you, that's one of the most common memes. I'm shocked that you wouldn't know it. But I just didn't know that, that like, those combinations that's right hilarious. there. Right? But I, hey, I give you props for the number drop. Because that was a good one. I was going to ask her if she wanted to go catch frogs with me. Okay. See, you got to be careful, right? It's also November. Hey. Maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. No frogs out in November. They're sleeping, right? <laughs> Hibernation? Yeah, I don't really Did know he... where frogs go <laughs> during the winter months. We're going to have to Do come back on that one. I might... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like actually asking the question. I have no idea. I don't think frogs go underground. If you maybe. know where frogs go in the winter, email us. Grownishpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> that was a great tag. That was a great tag. That was a Just great thought tag. I would drop the email there. Oh, I love it. So uh, besides Tinder, what kind of apps have you used? I know there's a ton out there. I use Bumble for a little bit. And the interesting, about, interesting thing about Bumble is the girl has to message first which definitely changes things up my experience on tinder it's usually almost 98.9 percent the guy so that changes things up but i was just wondering if there are any others out there because those are the only two that i'm actually familiar with well okay cupid was one of those that i used uh when i was in chicago which i think that made it a little bit better tinder was still kind of there but uh okay cupid was one of those where It was kind of like, you know, people in their 20s, folks uh, actually filling out bios and stuff like that. There were quality candidates out there, absolutely. Is OkCupid one you have to pay for? Mm, You could, but I think they all are are dating apps now that you can pay for. Oh, really? Okay. Because, like, Tinder has, like, the Tinder Gold and... Oh, see, they didn't have that when I was on there. has, like, Premium now. (sighs) Yeah, because, by the way... Those money grabbers. I downloaded Bumble. After we talked about it. After we talked about it. Set up a Bumble profile. Still waiting on that first uh, message. The awkward thing about Bumble and Tinder when you're using them simultaneously is, is you're ones. matching the same people. It's unbelievable. It's the same because everyone's trying to use all of the apps at their disposal to find the love of their life. And they're all... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that was just me. Um, <laughs> you're right. Because I saw some folks on there that I went on a couple of dates with before. I was like, oh. Swipe left on that one. Yeah, swipe left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Cupid, Tinder, anyone else? Anyone? Uh, any other apps besides those? Uh, honestly, no. Oh, Facebook. <gasps> you came did out. mention that one to yeah, me. I've had a couple. I've had a couple dates off of the uh, Facebook dating app. Not a bad way to go. You know, I think it's one of those that folks still don't know about yet because the uh, the quality and the quantity don't add up yet. And I mean quality because let's, some of let's those... Let's elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, the quality, and what but I mean, that that may seem a little sinister when I say it like that, but the the quality, meaning 
are these girls who are looking for a relationship or are they looking for, you know, the next hookup? Because honestly, you could probably just keep your butt parked on Tinder or on Bumble if that's what you're after. You know, at least save one of these dating platforms, right? For like keep it sacred. Okay. Say, yeah. eHarmony. I like, was gonna say I think eHarmony, um, maybe I, farmersonly.com. I can't ever imagine going on eHarmony and after all the times growing up seeing those commercials, you know. <laughs> I know exactly what commercials you exactly. And going on there trying to maliciously hook up with somebody. I you feel know? like eHarmony, this is kind of off point, but I What's just have to mention name? it. The old guy? I don't know, but I just have to tell you a weird memory I have. Oh, please do. I'm pretty sure it's always the commercial, you know, when you fall asleep in the living room when you're like 12 years old and it plays at 3 a.m. and you wake up and it's like an eHarmony commercial and you're like, what time is it? How good does it feel? <laughs> is, that just, is that just me? I always felt like it would be playing at some weird hour when yeah. like no one's actually watching TV. <laughs> it's when all the single people are watching TV. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah. that gave me a flash from the past. But Never used eHarmony, have you? I have not. Like I said, Tinder and Bumble are the only ones I've ever tried out. Maybe I'm going to have to set up an eHarmony account. Okay, I feel like if you're actually looking for the real thing. You're right. You need to find the apps or the websites. I don't even know if eHarmony has an app. I don't know. And the ones, I don't know if you'd be willing to pay, but I feel like those ones are more serious. I'm not paying to go on a dating app. That's just, it's just not happening. It's just, it's just not. Maybe happening. your your soulmate is using a Tinder Gold Premium account, and you'll never find her. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put that in your head. No, I'm over here looking. This is probably the one time only I've ever looked at Brooklyn perplexed in my life. But his no, jaw, I'm just, I'm just his not. Jaw just hit the floor. I'm just not paying for Tinder Gold. I'm not doing that. Okay, I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. And I and hope once, that the other girl is not either. Once COVID clears up, when and if, knock on wood, um, you'll be able to get out there too and meet people Will the old-fashioned way. Will you? I don't know. Or we're, here's a question for you. That's the next thing that we got to talk about. Here's a question for you. You, what were you doing before COVID hit? How are you, were you still on dating apps or were you meeting people? The, is it even possible to meet people the old fashioned day these days? Cause everyone's just meeting on in, like the internet anyway. So, you know what? That's a very good question. I would say that, uh, living in Chicago, there was a lot more opportunities to meet, meet people. In the normal setting, bar, wherever, you know, wherever have you, um, because there's just a lot more, there's a lot more of those places around. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, you're kind of reduced to like three or four bars for that matter. And then one mall. Whereas in Chicago, you have ample, I mean, just on Michigan Avenue alone, you've got Nordstrom, you've got Water Tower, you've got the 300 uh, North Block Mall. So, I mean, and those avenues right there. You have three places that are just malls, not including restaurants. Are you meeting people at the mall? Well, you know, it gives you an opportunity to go someplace, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, go on a walk with someone, talk with them. Um, I know that's not exactly meeting them, but there are, some of these malls, there's some nice little bars there. And sometimes you get the folks that are just getting off of work uh, from the mall that might uh, pop over and grab, grab a drink. drink. Yeah. Or maybe you might be, you know smooth enough to convince the macy gal who was working in perfume to go grab a drink on the fifth floor frankie's you know frankie's was a good spot you know what that's that's that was my method though i i much prefer that over going through the dating app it, it feels just, more authentic i will say yes because i feel like it's a it's an you know being raised again by you know three dads pretty much old and young I feel like I was raised to be that guy who goes out there and can naturally be able to talk to women or mm -hmm. talk to people just in general. Get that connection with someone. Because that's when you're going to know. You're never going to. My dad always used to say this. And I always used to think he was crazy. Because I was like, Dad, what are you talking about? He used to be like, Josh, you can never, ever tell emotion through text messages. And my mom would say the same thing. And absolutely. Now, looking back at it, 100% right. 100% right. Because you can't tell. So when we're going through this Tinder thing, it's like, all right, how serious do I really want to take it? Because I don't know who this other person is on the other side. So my mind is Could like... Could be a catfish. As quick as we can get from, hey, how you doing, to let's meet. And I don't mean it for the, the sound like that. But I, I much rather would get on to just meet, find out who you are. Because within the first 10 minutes... You're going to know. I'm going to know. We're going to either have a connection or Fair we're not. not. Or maybe we're going to have part of a connection that 
maybe we want to see what happens if we keep circling the dance floor a little bit. And I get, I totally get what you're saying. I think I just, there's a way you, you want to come across and not come across. Right. But I also think for me, being a woman, I don't want to go out and meet someone I don't know at all. True. And safety. so, and that just comes with today's day and age and safety and you can never be too careful. And when I was on dating apps, I wouldn't just go out. Like, if a guy messaged me and said, hey, do you want to hang or do you want to meet up? I never even responded back because A, he never even got to know me at all. And B, I was getting creeper vibes. So for me, it took a little bit of conversation back and forth. Then if I decided he was cool and we had as much of a connection as you can have through messages. Right. Then I thought, okay, he can have my number, and then it would go from there, and we would meet. But even after we met, we would meet in person a few times, like in a bar or a restaurant or in public, because you never know with you people these days. And that's the, that's the scariest thing about meeting someone on the internet, because they can choose to appear however they want to appear. It's scary. It is scary. It's but, scary. I mean, it worked out for me so far so good, and you seem like you haven't had any scary meetups or anything like that so far but it's just crazy because 10 15 years ago this would not have even been an option and i'm like how did people even meet anyone back then like they just had to be authentic and just themselves and yeah. break out of their shell and you know i tell you one of the first times uh and it's interesting you say that because as a as a a young guy in this generation of technology you know we're not like our younger brothers or you know the the 20 year olds We've kind of remember what it was like not to have technology. So I remember distinctly the first time that I ever had to just man up, saw a girl that I thought was just beautiful. I mean, no, I was like, wow, she is beautiful. I was working at a hotel at this time and uh, she was walking down the street in front of the hotel. And uh, I was like, wow, what do I do? And uh, I just had to muster up the nerves. And I walked out the front door and literally said, you're beautiful. And uh, she turned around, kind of looked at me like, what? <laughs> Who says that kind of stuff? And uh, I asked her, I said, you're beautiful. Can I maybe take you out for lunch sometime? And sure is, sure is enough, man. She gave me her phone number. What? I swear to God. Hey, I I'm proud of God. you because a lot of guys would not do that these days. No, and you know what? Thank God that she was a good sport, too, because, I mean, I probably could have came up with a lot better things and walk up to her and say, hey, you're beautiful. <laughs> But that was the only thing that was coming to my mind. It was. And, uh, you know, I've remained friends with her up until this day. She's a great gal. Um, and uh, I'll just always remember that as kind of being that first first moment. You're like, hey, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, so it's yes. possible to meet people outside of the internet. You just have to muster up the confidence. Or oh. Maybe not necessarily the confidence. You just have to. Or at least the liquid courage at the bar. Wow. Never. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's so much easier if you're just... It out. is, it is, but... Might not always find the best people, but I'm just saying, I will say, I've always been a little bit braver if, I, if I've been out for a little bit. You're right, you're right, you're right. I like it. So I guess my next question for you, and this is something I can totally elaborate on to, is do you have any dating app horror stories? Like, any dates that you went on that you were like, immediately, no, this is bad. Mm. And I can start with my own. This is a story I love to tell people because... <laughs> I was in shock. I could not believe the date I was on. Oh, my gosh. So this was before I met my boyfriend. This was only like a couple weeks before I met my boyfriend. And this date was so bad that I was so close to deleting Tinder. Whoa. And I didn't. Whoa. And I matched with Tim. And we're good. We're, I mean, two years in now. But I was like, you know what? I don't. I give up. Because I'd already been on a couple dates with other people. And it just like was not going well. Like, I just wasn't impressed. And these were people that I'd been, like I said, I had my technique. I was messaging them first. I was getting to know them a little she bit. But then the as technique. soon as we met, I was like, this is terrible. Well, then this guy, I had some good hopes for him. Like, I thought he was attractive. We seemed to get along. He was messaging me. So he asked me out for pizza. And um, we go to this pizza place. I'd never been to it before. And technically... You can get pizzas that are like your own personal pizza or you yeah. can get like bigger ones. Um, but we, we decided to split one. <laughs> this kills me every time I think about it. Um, and I was nervous. Like, you know, when you go on your first date, your stomach hurts and you're like, you have the butterflies. Maybe that's just me. But I oh, always no, just feel so nervous. Place. I'm like shaking a little bit. And I'm, I'm not myself. I'm you all clammed up. Yeah, you're just. Yes, exactly that. And you just are not yourself. So we sit down to eat and I had. Well, OK, let me back up. 
They put the pizza down in front of us, and I went to grab the first slice. What does that boy say to me but, oh, someone's hungry. What? <laughs> what? Then oh if you're listening, my God. do not comment on a woman eating on your... Don't comment on a woman eating ever, but on your first date? Come on, bro. Wow. Okay, so he says, oh, someone's on hungry. Guy. And I kind of looked at him, and I remember saying, I mean, I was just getting a slice of pizza, because I was like, awkward. Like, here's our first yeah, awkward vibes. Wow. All right, so then... We're talking. We're eating pizza. I had two slices. You finished the date? Well, hold on. It's It gets worse. <laughs> well, no wonder it gets worse. That no, was the first sign. so much worse. Okay. So I had two slices. He had four. This is like a really small pizza. Like it could have been eaten by one person, but we were both nervous and we just shared. So I had two. He had four. And I, I told him, I said, hey, like if you want the other half, like my of my half, if you want the last two pieces, knock yourself out because I'm not really that hungry. Then he says... Well, I mean, you did have the big, the two biggest slices. Wow. So not only A, Delete. did he comment on me picking up a slice of pizza, then he commented on the fact that I apparently, quote unquote, ate the biggest slices. Like, who pays attention to that, first of all? Apparently this guy. But what? So I was like, okay, is was this... Was short? Would... No. Okay. Curious. Does that matter? Short guy syndrome. It's a hell of a thing. Okay, no. He was... I, I'm five foot ten, and he was taller than me. So I'd say he was probably about like six foot. And he was mm. 30. Only kid. I don't know. We didn't get that far. because I bet he was. Look, this Those was our matter. first and last date because look, matter. it gets worse. It gets worse. So the pizza place that we were at was across the street from Target. And he apparently thought this date was going well because he said, Do you want to hang out some more? I was stupid, and I'm like, sure. But in wow. my head, I'm like, well, I should have gone home. I don't know. B. I just am too nice of a person, and I don't say no to people easily. B. So I was like, okay, what do you want to do? Oh. I know. But oh. he said, "Here's an, here's an, here we go. I have a mole on my back that I need. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. No way. Okay, he says... I have a mole in my back that I need to get a band-aid for because it's chafing. It's chafing against my shirt. It's chafing. The mole is so chafing. So did I? So I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm losing it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how many people I've told this to. I, I went to the mall. Not the mall. I went to Target with this dude to buy band-aids to cover. Thankfully, I didn't have to see it. I went home after that, but we did buy band-aids together. <laughs> what did you do when you guys walked out of Target? Literally like, drove home and unmatched him. You were like, later. I was like. <laughs> he, he goes maybe we can hang out sometime again i was like yeah totally and then i was wow. like you didn't just be like no guy no you because sh- he ended up in the hospital the next day because he <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is why i almost quit tinder because he had a surgery i guess it was already planned but he was in the hospital and he tried to bring, get me to bring him soup and i was like you know what i'm not visiting you in the hospital yeah i man. came up with some excuse but you're gonna have to rub that lotion can on I your just, chafed mold by yourself 100 percent like, worst date i've ever been on that's horrible. Like, wow. I hope he's the happy out there audacity. somewhere, but I just could not believe. And the fact that he thought it went well, who in their right mind on their first date's like, hey, I have a mole that's chafing. Do you want to come with me to go get some band aids? Well, you know what? Hey, I'm going to play devil's advocate here just because someone has to. And I'm going to say, well, you know what? Maybe he just wanted to get all of his ugliness out right from the get go. See how you handled it. And not if, well. If you can handle the craziness right there, boom. You know, hey, I was not the lady for him. She just, He wanted you to know about that mole right off the bat. <laughs> right off the back, I, I should say. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Um. Wow. I don't have dating, any horror stories like that. Date night from hell right there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wow. So I wish. You don't have anything like that happen at all. I wish. No, you don't. I mean, they're funny stories to tell now, but in the moment, I was panicking. I was looking for my escape hatch. No, I, I would like to say the older my Tinder dates have gone well. They've been to my choosing. All of them. Yeah, they, well, yeah, they've been to my choosing about uh, pretty much what happens after that. Um whether it's, uh, you know, I basically play the card of, hey, you're going date number two. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, hey, have a good life. Catch you never. Catch you never. <laughs> Not to be like that. Uh-oh. Dating is just so weird because you give yourself that opportunity to get to know someone on such an intimate level. And then you're like, you know what? Peace out. Literally just like that. It's gone. It's amazing. What a world we live in. 
I think it's time for another break, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. After that story, I definitely feel like I need a breather. So uh, stay with us. And we will come back and talk about all things friendship next because we've covered relationships, but definitely in our 20s, we're dealing with navigating friendships and how they've changed out of high school and college and everything like that. So that's next on our list. Welcome back. It's time to talk all things friendship. And I don't know about you, Josh, but I feel like definitely in my mid-20s, my friendships with people have been changing quite a bit over the last few years. It's pretty uh, interesting to see the dynamic, you know, because that you went away to school, you know, pretty far away. Well, not not too far, right? I was about three hours south of Fort Wayne. So now where we are here in Mishawaka, it's about five hours from here but from home where i was born and raised three hours still pretty far so you you got to go through that purge already of uh losing your high school friends yes and no i feel like the ones that i was super close to i'm still friends with the people who it was like eh, we hang they were definitely you know over the years kind of weeded out not that i wanted them to be but things happen you get older your life changes right um, the natural evolution of the friendship course, well, life's friendship course kind of runs its course, if you will. Mm-hmm. And those friends kind of fall off the map or, or drop off or, you know, for life's purposes, maybe just aren't uh, compatible with you and your directionality of where you're going. And you know what I find interesting is one of my closest friends, um, I've known her since I was six, and we were friends elementary through high school. But then when we went to college, we went to college's far away from each other and we didn't really talk those four years wow. i mean we kept in touch i mean if we were both in town for christmas we may grab a cup of coffee but we didn't really call we didn't really text it was one of those we knew each other cared for one another and we'd be there if we needed to be but we were living our own lives well she moved back to fort wayne before i left fort wayne and now we're super close again so i thought that was interesting too because it seems usually when you go off to college you kind of lose people and that's kind of it but that one is rekindled and, in my opinion, stronger than it was back in high school. So especially just at this age, I feel like you can get all kinds of different friendships and stories behind that. Absolutely. And I think it's kind of interesting to see, though, because if you, if you go back to earlier in this episode, when we were talking about, um, you know, trying to decipher emotions through text messages, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of puts the premise right there. You guys... Both were far, far apart, about as far as ways you could go. So what is that relationship they're trying to survive off of? Not much. Text messages, maybe the occasional FaceTime call, not much to go off of there. But the moment that you take that away and you bring back the in-person portion of that when you guys move back or when she moved back, and then your guys' friendship takes off. Plus, when you're in college, your whole life centers around your college. Yeah, true. And when you're going to different colleges from your friends, it's really hard to relate. Yeah. Unless you have mutual friends that keep you guys in touch, you know, when you're back in town and you guys all hang out again or, you know, you keep up with each other. There's not really much to go off of. So keeping those friendships is really difficult. You know, one thing that I was amazed by, and I think that's something that you showed me, was um, what's the app that you use that I, I think is is great? It's, uh, it's the video messaging app that you can use that basically you have a whole entire conversation. Oh, yeah. So this is actually, I think, a newer app. If it's not new, I only learned about it a couple of weeks ago. So I'm not Incredible. really sure how long it's been around. But it's called Marco Polo, which it's like that, like that game you play <laughs> when you're in elementary school or in the, in the pool. Um, exactly. So it's called Marco Polo and it's basically a combination of FaceTiming and text messages. So what you do is say you and I are on Marco Polo together and having a conversation. I would record a message to you Mm -hmm. just of me talking, just my face or, you know, show you whatever I'm trying to show you and send it and it would go through the app and then you can watch it whenever you want to watch it. Right. You can actually watch it live while it's happening. You get a little notification on your phone that says Brooklyn is talking to you and you can open your app and watch me live. Oh, that's cool. Or you can just open it a few hours later like you would a text message. That is cool. And then you just respond and then you can always go back and watch all the old messages. So that's kind of the nice thing that reminds me of texting where you can go back and read your conversation. If you forget what I said, you can just go back and watch the video again. It doesn't expire. It does not expire. And this is actually how I keep in touch with a lot of my long distance friends. One of my best friends lives in Texas Mm -hmm. and her and I are very busy. She actually, this is really unfortunate for her and I love her to death. So I feel bad, but she works at infectious disease. 
So with COVID, oh, God bless her. she's been working 80 hour weeks. Oh my gosh. I mean, God that girl her. had one day off a week, maybe. Mm. It was, uh, mm. she has been going through it. I love her. I've been trying to be that sounding board where she calls me to vent and all she does is vent. And I'm like, hey, don't feel bad about it. I'm Yo, here to listen. Thank you for all you do down there, by yes. the way. Yes. Yes. She has been up to her ears in work, but that was the thing. So we used to have, you know, phone calls maybe once a week or every other week where we would talk for a couple hours and catch up. Well, now with her schedule, there's no way to really keep in touch besides occasional text messages. And even those were kind of slim. So she was the one that said, hey, there's this app. We should try it. And it has kept us closer than we've been the past few months because we've been sending. I mean, it's probably like 10 minute videos at a time, which is crazy. But it's the best for me to like, I'll play one of her videos and just turn my phone on. While I'm driving, I don't have to look at it. I can just yeah. listen to her talk. And it's almost like a podcast of what my friend is going through and she'll just talk about her life. And then when I have a minute, I'll send a video back that and they can so be long. Neat. Yeah, that it's the so best neat. way to keep in touch. So if you have long distance friends, highly recommend it. I mean, I do this with a couple of friends that live close to me too. Yeah. We just have a, we can have group chats. Could so you imagine this having back, but could you imagine this starting out in college? Do you think you, you would have maintained some of these friendships that you left from far away? And Maybe. If, because it seems like this has kind of pretty much solved the world's problem it's keeping of maintaining your friends connected. a communication line. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I feel like some friends... This people is get annoyed, right, with the whole group chat thing. I mean, oh, come yeah. on. Someone's blowing your phone up at 11 o'clock at night. Ding, 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 ding. And all it is is a conversation not involving you. But now it seems like this kind of kind of silences that well, noise a bit. yes and no. Here's the other thing, though. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> um, they're going to listen to this podcast, so... Shout it to these people, but it's my uh, brother's sister and sister-in-law. The three of us have a group chat together, and if two of us are talking back and forth on this Marco Polo, it's the same thing. That other person is still being notified, so they have to watch all the videos before they can get through it. So that is the one. If if this app has any downfall, it is that, because I have another friend who's involved in a Marco Polo chat with multiple people, like eight or nine. And they can be sending videos and he could check his phone later and they have like 30 messages because they're all video chatting and he's not paying attention. So I think as all group chats do, they can be annoying sometimes. I've never been annoyed with mine because there's only three of us in the message, but I have heard of other people with multiple people. So you just got to take that with a grain of salt. But We're going to have to get the folks from Marco Polo on the line and see if we could maybe make some changes. I don't know. Write a couple letters or something. I don't know. I, I, do we, people do letters anymore or is it an email? You know what? The generation that we're going, I feel like Marco Polo best stands to benefit with us in their back pocket. So maybe we should open up some communication with Marco Polo. Maybe. I don't know. I think you need to download this because you seem pretty excited about it, though. My question, I guess, for you, because I was thinking about this lately... How many close friends do you think that you have at this age? Mm. Just a handful, just one or two, a lot. I feel like the older I get, the less amount of close friends I have, but the ones I have are super solid. I think the the close friends that I have now, um, you know, and most of them are all guys. Um, I'm defining them as brothers now. Uh, so to me, I don't know if I have a lot of close friends. I have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know about close friends. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of brothers, for sure. Uh, and and after this show, I got one sister now too. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I feel like I had a lot of friends in high school. I ran with a pretty big crowd. Then after high school, things changed quite a bit. And I will say that I took. A, I kept a couple high school friends, but then when I went to college, I made a whole different group of friends, and there was a ton of them. Yeah. But after leaving college, I can genuinely say I have three girls that I tell everything to that I'm super close with. The sad part for me is they live all over the place. Yeah. North Carolina, Texas, and then I do have one in Fort Wayne, so that's only an hour and a half, but still, none that are like immediately with me. But it's funny because two of the three actually are from high school. And then the one was my roommate all through college. Yeah. But it is interesting because I feel like when I was young, it was all about qual or quantity over quality. And now it's definitely quality over quantity. Wasn't it all everything back then that way, though? Yeah. I mean, looking back at it now, foolish as it was, wasn't it that way? I know for me it was. Yeah. But it, it, it is interesting. And I, I, I feel like when I you know, used to look at my parents and, and I was really little and they had a couple friends that always hang over, I'm always like... Like, is it, are those your only friends? Like, just the, those couple people? You know, yeah. you would see those people. But it makes sense now because I'm in the exact same boat. It's like you have those ride or dies that you've known forever. Yeah. And Which, 
one of my brothers is uh you know it's a guy that i have literally grown up i one of two actually when i went to kindergarten all the way through grade school middle school high school with and stayed friends with him all, all the way throughout that i still tech check in and text him and and find out mom and him are are his mom and me are, are friends on uh social media and stuff so we we stay in touch um the one that I've known from second grade is a guy I bowled with, played Little League Baseball with, and ended up going through high school with. And um, he's the guy that basically, if Josh Williams was walking down the street, you knew Twiddle D over here wasn't too far behind him. So, yeah. And vice versa. I've heard this quote one time. I think it's from a song. I think a country song, but I can't remember what song it is or who sings it. But it says, it's too late to make old friends. Yeah. And I, that's why I think the friends that you do have that have been around in your life forever, you got to cherish those because yes. the older you get, it really is. I mean, you can always make new friends, but you'll never have old friends. The never. one that's way back elementary, kindergarten, you know, you have all those memories of those birthday parties and pinatas and all that stuff. And so, yeah, I will definitely say the one, the friends that I have now are the the quality friends that I know are going to stick around for a long time. I got to tell you, you know, and in, in speaking of quality quality friends um and you, you know birthday parties i don't think that I, I really have those memories with with my friend uh who i've known since second grade i remember we lived uh probably not even half a mile away from each other so i mean it was still a little bit of a walk but i would walk to his house and um his dad got cancer esophageal mm-hmm. cancer and it was bad for a while and i remember it was winter time i'd walk over to his house almost every day after school and of course you know in the wintertime, it gets dark at like five o'clock. So it's like pitch black walking over there. And I remember making that walk, I don't know, three, four times a week just to go over there and spend time with him to give him a distraction from all the stuff that was going on in his house. And I distinctly remember just the closeness, his mom, him, and myself in their kitchen, giving each other just a group hug and just saying that they're going to get through it. You know, their family becomes your family. Boom. And that's that's what I think after this point that we've gotten to at 26, those are the type of relationships that I'm interested in procreating uh, instead of maintaining a long list of friends that I may or may not talk to. I would much rather maintain and procreate the relationships that are right here in front. You mm-hmm. know, It's different. It's weird. It's weird. It is weird. No new friends like Jay- Drake said, right? Hey, I'm still about... If we had a no new friends concept, we wouldn't have met. Well, we're already friends. But we're new friends still. We're already I friends. I met you a year ago. That's pretty new. We're already friends, yeah. So we're starting this now. <laughs> no new friends as of this moment no right here. No new friends. No new friends. That's just... No, come on. We You're can right. new friends. No, because we're Just no new people. old friends. No new old friends. You gotta cherish the ones you got. Especially from the, uh, you know, dating relationship. No new old friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a good stopping point here, I think, for our next... That's a great one. Um, stay with us because coming up next, I just want to give you a little sneak peek of what we're planning to talk about in our episode three. And trust me when I say I think this is going to be a good one. I've been thinking about it for quite some time and I am ready. So stay tuned. Welcome back. And again, thanks for listening to our second episode of Grownish. We're so glad to have you here. I wanted to take a minute to just give you a little sneak peek of what to expect in our next episode. And I've been thinking about this one for a while and I'm really excited. Both of us were born in 1994. 94 till infinity, baby. So when we're old, we're going to be made fun of for being born in the 1900s, but we're not there yet. But I would be lying if I said I wasn't super into the whole 90s aesthetic. You know, just the vibe the The 90s gives. And I wanted to take an episode to just cover all things 90s. All things 90s. Yeah, I mean, we had some What does this even entail? Listen, we had some cool music. We had the Backstreet Boys. We did. We did. NSYNC, Britney Spears, Aaron Carter. Boys Yeah, we had all that kind of, like, just awesome stuff. Spice Girls. And besides the music, we also had a lot of fun toys. Like, do you remember Furbies? 
Furbies. Tamagotchis. Everybody was obsessed with Furbies. Oh my gosh, and they were actually really creepy. Furbies. They came from that uh, the show. There was a movie, right? Uh, Gremlins. Gremlins. I don't think that those are the same things, but you it was made around me. the same time. They looked identical, and they were scary. Um, I have actually read horror stories where people took the batteries out of Furbies, and they would still talk. China. No thanks. There's probably no video offense. recorders in there. I don't know. Creepy. They're probably recording people. Creepy. But back on the normal Tamagotchis. I don't know what that is. Oh my gosh, the little keychain people that you would like take care of. There's like the buttons and you fed them and you made sure they slept and <laughs> you no. didn't have that? No, I oh did my not. gosh, I used to sneak in my pockets at school. I had this distinct memory of um sitting in math class and I was supposed to be taking math notes, but I was like had my Tamagotchi in my front hoodie pocket and I was like taking care of it in class because <laughs> I thought it was so bad because I didn't have like a, a phone to text yet. Oh so like that gosh. was like, you know, the rebellious thing to do was like feed your Tamagotchi. Okay. Um. Anyway, but then also 90s outfits and aesthetics. Like I was literally thinking about it. I'm wearing a scrunchie and high top white Converse today. So I'm already kind of like fitting yeah, the, vibe. You're in the vibes, man. But all I'm missing are my uh, overalls that are uh, capris. Yeah, my mom sent me to school in capri overalls, man. Imagine that. Yeah, I don't think I want to. Oh, it was a uh, sight to see. But 90s uh, uniform uh, school tire, man, that was a different beast of itself. And do you remember, like, Lisa Frank? I know you're a guy, but I feel like that was really common with the girls. They had all these, <laughs> like, Lisa really Frank? crazy notebooks. They were super colorful and covered with... Frank? No. <laughs> Two totally different things. They related? No. Oh. Well, I don't, I don't think Maybe. so. Maybe. Huh? <laughs> no, this was a designer, and it was, like, super common in the 90s. She would make, like, notebooks and folders and pencils and pens, and they were super, like, bright and colorful and actually really ugly, but we all loved them when we were, like, five years old. 90s, man. Really? There was How all kinds of cool out? stuff. I mean, did it you was... Did you draw those S's on there? Oh, my gosh, with the little lines? Yeah. I thought it was so cool. I went to an a, a, a elementary school called Swanson. So, for all of my life, I thought that the S was just for Swanson. I still don't even know for to this day what the S actually stands for. I don't think it stands for anything. See, exactly. We were just wild. But I know exactly. <laughs> Beanie Babies. That was a big yes. one. Yes. Did you ever get all... Did you collect the McDonald's toy Beanie Babies? Yes, when they did the uh, world one, I believe. Like, they had a Canada one. They had a United oh, States one. Oh, I do remember. Yes. yes. But they also had a... A stint where they just did regular animals from Beanie Baby or oh. from McDonald's. It was Beanie Baby animals, and my mom, she was the real one. She would take me to McDonald's, and we would just order a fry, and then be like, "What toys do you have today?" And they would tell us <laughs> what animals were available, and we would get the one that we didn't have yet. Well, I know your mom's a good one for yeah. that. Yeah, so we had like a whole box of all the different animals. My mom used to do the same thing. Well, they used to say they were going to be worth something. They are not worth anything. No, man, that was a gimmick. Fake news. They were literally like. If you collect them all, it's going to be worth millions someday. No. You know what? Someone somewhere in the world, I bet you, has every single one of those Beanie Baby Bears stashed away in their basement. 100%. More than someone. There's a lot of people. Multiple. Yeah. Multiple. So, I just, I got to go back to the 90s vibes. I got to cover it. Yes. I'm excited for this. You know what I'm thinking? And this is a definitely a sneak peek, but I want to do a listicle. I want to do a list of... Your top five favorite 90s bands. Your top oh, five favorite 90s oh. cartoons. Yes. And let's just cover it. And if we have some of the same ones, great. If we don't, even better. We can compare and contrast. I'm we can even get some arguments in. I'm looking you know? forward to that. So. A battle, like a top... Uh, I think at the end, somewhere along the way, we're going to have to create the, the top five list or the top three list of the ultimate 90s at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Just like the, the top three things that you think are... The perfect 90s aesthetic. Hey, if we're bringing these lists to the table, you and me both, I feel like it's got to go to somewhere, right? Bracketology. Oh, my gosh. I'm bringing I think we're on to something. I think so. I think we're on to something. See, so this is what happens when Brooklyn, who is uh, not your everyday girl, but the newsy, <laughs> newsy academia girl. I'm not like other girls. No, then, I'm just kidding. I hate that <laughs> phrase. It's Josh, the sports guy, and you just put him in a room and say, Mike on. Here we are. Here we are. So I think uh, episode three is going to be something special, something to remember. Every episode is special. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we, br we bring it. So oh, my gosh. Stay tuned for that. I also wanted to take a minute, just like we did last, last time, um, and just kind of tell people where they can reach us. We have all sorts of accounts on social media, whether it's mine, whether it's yours, or whether it's Grownish Podcasts in general. So if you want to get a hold of me, my Twitter is at Brooklyn Beatty. No spaces, no underscores, just Brooklyn Beatty together. And Facebook, you can find me and like my page, Brooklyn Beatty. 
Hey, Twitter for me is uh, Josh R W underscore Williams. Again, Josh R W underscore Williams, and on Facebook is Josh Willie Williams. Hey, my middle name is Richard. Okay, so what is short for Richard? Dick Willie, right? So that's where that came. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so... They're just playing a play on Williams. No, I mean, everyone's like, wow. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot better. If I can have Willie instead of Richard, absolutely. Okay. You can follow Grodish Podcast. We have a all array of social media accounts with us, too. You like that that word? Array. array. You can follow our Twitter account, at Grodish Podcast. Facebook is just search Grodish Podcast. There is a hyphen between the grown and the ish. Grown hyphen ish podcast. TikTok, we're on TikTok at Grownish Podcast. And of course, like I mentioned earlier in the show, you can always send us emails. Let us know about an episode you want to hear, anything that you would love to listen to. Let us know an opinion on something we said. We want to hear it. Whatever you have to say, let us know. It's grownishpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, that's exciting. TikTok. I can't wait for our first TikTok. And I know that's, it's going to happen eventually one day. It's just going to happen. I've made my own TikToks. I know. I've never made one before. So. Okay. Well, I'm an expert. I'm You're just an kidding. Expert. I think I have like 100 not. followers. It's not that exciting. It's not that exciting. But. It's going to be exciting. We're gonna- <laughs> it's going to be exciting. I'm nervous. I'm excited, folks. I got enough excitement in the room for all of us here okay. on TikTok. It's a, it's a balancing act. It is. Okay. And like I said before, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of our listeners. And we uh, hope you tune in next time. This is Gronish. Home. <laughs>